was a pill. That could give you five minutes. So they get it. I'm embedded with the power. Pure power. I'm embedded with the power. Would you take it? Guess who's back? Back again. Keys is back. Tell a friend. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome to episode number two of Cue the Review. I'm your host, Keys. I know that I told everybody last week that we we're going to be doing a review on, uh, what was it, Weekend at Bernie's 2. And I still might. I still might. Maybe you'll get two episodes this week. Who knows? Because uh, I did watch it. So it's really not too hard to review it, especially since I've seen it maybe 10 times in my life. But uh, instead, we're going to be doing a new movie. I mean, you know, it's kind of rare in this time that we're living in where, you know, a new movie even drops. So uh, I had to take advantage of it. I'm going to be reviewing Project Power, which is a new Netflix movie. Uh, just dropped last week, I believe. So... Uh, I'm going to go over that. Uh, it was directed by Henry Juiced and Juiced, Henry Juiced, and Ariel, or Ariel, and whatever, Shulman, uh, Ariel Shulman. They did Paranormal Activity 3 and 4. I know absolutely nobody saw those movies, except probably me and my little sister, because she loves scary movies, but they were terrible. Yeah, nothing like the first two. Uh, the movie stars Jamie Foxx, yeah. uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Dominique Fishback. Uh, she's a relatively new actress. She was in The Hate You Give. It also features a brief appearance from the rapper MGK, who wasn't in the movie very long, but he didn't. He did pretty good. Uh, I, he might want to try some more acting roles because he did really good in it uh it might be a new lane it kind of seems like maybe rap is slowing down for him i haven't heard any new stuff from him in a while so yeah, this might be the way to go for uh young machine gun kelly movie of course came out in 2020 last week in uh, the year of our lord covid uh the budget for this movie 85.1 million I have no idea how Netflix makes their money back. Uh, that seems like a lot for a movie going straight to a streaming service where they're not charging you for tickets or anything. I mean, yeah, they do charge a month a monthly subscription, but you're going to pay that anyway. And then when you factor in all the other Netflix originals that they have that they pay for, uh, as well as, you know, they pay for the content that they're actually streaming anyway, like stuff that they didn't make. I don't understand how Netflix stays in business, but shout out to them. Keep the good uh, quality quality content coming out. And uh, yeah, more power to Netflix. Let's see, so Rotten Tomatoes scored Project Power at 60%, which if I'm not mistaken, uh, that means that it is still fresh. Um, but like I said, Last week, you, you kind of got to take what Rotten Tomatoes says with a grain of salt. Sometimes, you know, they'll have something highly rated that's trash and something that's, you know, got a lower rating that's, you know, a really good movie. So, it's all up to you and what you like. 
me. I scored the movie three out of five. Um, you know, I have my reasons. I think uh, it could have been more action and less storyline. Because I mean, let's let's get this. It's it's a superhero movie. That's what it is. It's a superhero movie, kind of. You know, like these people weren't born with superpowers. They only have them for a certain amount of time. But still, it's a superhero movie. We're here to see shit, you know, get messed up. We're here to see explosions, fights, uh, you know, things like that. And uh, there was a lot of story, a lot of Jamie Foxx's dry ass acting, you know. So that's why I got three out of five and not four or five out of five. But yeah, the, the fight scenes definitely made up for that, though. Uh, so the movie takes place in, in the streets of New Orleans, one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, a little FF fun fact for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, the word begins to spread about a mysterious new pill that unlocks superpowers unique to each user. The catch is, though, you don't know what will happen until you take the pill. Uh, some people, they develop cool powers like, you know, bulletproof skin, uh, invisibility. Like there's this one scene where this guy, he... Uh, he has the invisibility power. He goes to rob a bank. Uh, he's like just blending in with the wall when the cop comes in. He waits for the cop to turn his back, picks up the bags, breaks out the door. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, some people get superhuman strength. Some people turn into giant monsters like, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type stuff. Uh, and then there's some people that just blow the fuck up. They don't even get a power. They just take it and kaboom, guts all over the room. So there's that, you know, I don't know if you really want to roll the dice and, and take that pill, but hey, maybe if your life is on the line, mm, seems a little risky. But uh, the pill starts to escalate the crime rate within the city to dangerous levels. Uh, so the local cop, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he teams with the uh, drug dealer, teenage drug dealer by the name of Dominique. Well, her name isn't Dominique Fishback in the movie, but uh, she's played by Dominique Fishback. Uh, and then a uh, former soldier who's played by the great Jamie Foxx. Uh, and they basically band together to try and stop the people who were, you know, selling it, try to you know, get control back over the city. Jamie's agenda is a little different though. Uh, his main goal is to get his daughter back. The people who are in, the people who are basically uh, creating the drug, they have his daughter uh, because they're using her DNA to create the drug. So they kidnapped her. Uh, and you know, that's really his motivation. He could care less about saving anybody helping anybody, anybody gets in his way, he's trying to put him down, he's got one mission, and I don't blame him, I mean, shit, take my kid, you, ooh, you might lose your whole family behind it, so, anyway, uh, my favorite scene in the movie was this fight scene in the bar, uh, so, I guess you could say it was like a super villains meeting going on, uh, trying to bid for you know who's the highest bidder 
uh, as you see in a lot of you know, superhero type movies, get all the, or you know, like a James Bond type of movie, get all the uh, super villains in one room. They start bidding on, you know, who's going to get the super weapon. Uh, so that was going on. They had this huge, like, I don't even know, kind of like a gorilla tank in the middle of a room. And with, you know, big strong glass. Uh, and they put this lady in there, gave her a pill. Uh, she starts turning into the fucking ice queen from Frozen. And, you know, uh, the glass starts frosting up and shit like that. And then that's when Jamie decides to make his move and starts killing everybody in the room. What was cool about it, though, was you're not seeing the scene from Jamie's perspective. You're seeing it from inside the tank from the woman's perspective. So you're seeing, like, the fight going on, people getting slammed up against the glass, people getting shot and blood splattering on the glass. And while this is going on, the camera is spinning. So it's just going around the, the whole t uh, tank, around the whole room. Everybody's fighting and stabbing and shooting each other. It was well shot. It was dope as fuck. It was probably one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a movie. I wouldn't say like the greatest, but you could probably put that in a top 10 fight scene in any movie. Like That was a really dope scene. Shout out to uh, the directors, Henry Juiced and Ariel Showman for that one. Uh, a little trivia about the movie. The villain in Project Power, the main villain, uh, she goes by the name of Gardner. She's played by an actress, Amy Landecker. Never seen her before, but uh, she defends the use of experimentation on Tracy, Tracy being uh, Jamie Foxx's daughter. Uh, by recalling the true-life case of Henrietta Lacks. Lacks was an African-American woman who had cervical cancer. The biopsy of her cancer was used without her knowledge to create the Hella Cell line. I've uh, never heard of Hella Cell, but uh, it's some type of line that uh, helps with cancer. But the first, <coughs> the first immortalized human cell line and one of the most important cell lines in medical research uh, prior to this discovery, human cells died in the lab within a few days. Henrietta's cells have enabled countless research. Uh, Tracy is played by Kiana Simone Simpson. Simpson was also in the TV movie, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. So that's actually pretty cool that they tied that together. I wonder if that was the main reason she got the job. Uh, she wasn't really in the movie very much, though. I think she maybe had three lines at the most, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty dope. Oh, to a little funny review. This one comes from I Am The One Who Knocks, which, you know, if you've uh, ever watched Breaking Bad, you know what that's from. Um, basically, the title of this uh, review is A Facsimile of a Facsimile. I liked this movie better when it was called Limitless. Now, what the f This movie is absolutely nothing like Limitless. The only similarity is you take a pill and the pill enhances you. That's it. Limitless made you smarter. It didn't turn you into a fucking monster and people didn't explode when they took it. 
So, I mean, it's kind of like saying, I don't know, fucking uh, loving, loving basketball in the fucking uh, Will Ferrell movie where he's Jackie Moon are the same type of movie because they both fucking play basketball. So, whatever. Uh, and we've got another one from RSVP321. Rife with stereotypes. If you've got a rough life, quit school, sell drugs, dream of becoming a rap star. That's the message. I, did, <laughs> I didn't get that message from the movie. Um, I have no idea how they came to that conclusion, but whatever. What I did notice about the movie, though, is, well, I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it. The people who are creating the the drug and putting it in the neighborhood, because they, they made sure they picked New Orleans, which is after Katrina. I mean, New Orleans was already kind of a rundown uh, city anyway, uh, outside of like, you know, Bourbon Street and all that, uh, French Quarter, you know, all the rich areas. But the places that are like rundown in New Orleans are really bad. And the people who created the drug, it's actually the government. So they're putting it into black neighborhoods, similar to how the CIA put crack in the black neighborhoods. So, yeah, there is that. So, but uh, now we're going to move on to our top five. We actually got three top fives this week. Uh, we have a top five for each of the actors. So... Jaime Fox, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then uh, we got a top five for, um, you know, Netflix movies. And yeah, this movie is not in the top five of Netflix movies. I don't even think it would make the top ten, but it was still pretty good. So, for Jamie, and I'm going to tell you, this was hard, y'all, because I'm not a fan. I'm not. Everybody likes to bring up, oh, he was so amazing in Ray. Yeah, he was. Jamie was amazing in Ray, but that's Jamie doing what Jamie does. He is amazing at impersonating somebody. So him playing Ray Charles, even though it wasn't like a comedic role, he was still great at it because he's good at that thing. But when he's trying to be serious and he's trying to play a character who is not a famous person, someone who he can, you know, go and mimic, he's not really good at it. He should probably stick to, like, the comedies, the action comedies, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to tell him how to chase his bag. He's obviously doing quite well. But, uh, number one is going to be Any Given Sunday. I mean, amazing movie. Uh, probably the number one football movie of all time. And... Definitely in the top five sports movies of all time. Uh, number two, the movie he's barely in, but uh, Horrible Bosses, his character Motherfucker Jones, was hilarious. They should probably do a... I don't know why they didn't do a spinoff of that character. Uh, but, yeah. Number three, Players Club. Uh, I don't know... I mean... His performance was all right. I, it might just be in there because I saw it at like, uh, I don't even know if I was a teenager yet. If I was, it was early teens. There was a lot of ass. Uh, you got Lisa Ray in there, butt naked. So 
you know, that's that might be why that was in there. And, you know, it was funny. I liked it. Uh, what else we got? Number four, Ray. Because, like I said, he was phenomenal in Ray. Good movie. Uh, Regina King did her thing. She, yeah, she probably held the movie down a lot. You got, uh, you know, old crying face Carrie Washington in there. And then number five. Now, he, this could have been a really good movie and probably a big franchise similar to Bad Boys. Uh, if they hadn't have chose Jamie Foxx. Number five is Miami Vice. Uh, love the movie, but he was fucking terrible. And that's all I'm saying about that. Uh, for jo uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, number one is going to be Inception. Great movie. Still don't really know what the hell happened. Uh, I've seen it maybe three times, but yeah, I loved it. Christopher Nolan makes fantastic movies, and that's why number two on the list is The Dark Knight Rises, another Christopher Nolan movie. Um, I really wish we would have got to see him transition into Robin in the movie, though. That would have been pretty dope. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll come back and do a, a fourth installment. You know, give us that uh, the Robin cameo, an older Christian Bale. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, number three, classic movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. Number four, a movie probably most people haven't seen, Snowden. Uh, it's about Edward Snowden, you know, the guy who's in the army, went to the CIA. Uh, then he dropped all those WikiLeaks documents and then fled to Russia. It's actually a true story. This guy really exists. Number five is going to be Looper. I like that movie, the concept of, uh, you know, and killing his younger, his older self. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Time travel. Time travel movies don't normally do well, uh, but they did that one pretty good. So, and now we're going to move on to our top five Netflix movies. Uh, number one, The Old Guard. I mean, I thought the movie was just fantastic. I've, I mean, it's only been out ooh, a month, maybe two months now. I uh, watched it like three times back to back. Um, you know, the concept of, you know, them just being kind of immortal. Uh, they don't know when their immortality is going to wear off. Uh, and they've just, you know, some of them, it lasts for hundreds and thousands of years, you know. And then some of them, you know, not so long. So I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, you've got... You know, the beautiful uh, African sister, Charlize Theron in there. You know, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh, number two, Always Be My Maybe. That was a funny-ass movie. And it was cute. It was fucking cute. Like, man, I, I think I watched it twice. Uh, Ali Wong is hilarious. Uh, so, I mean... I'll pretty much watch anything she's in. She doesn't really do a lot of acting, but, you know, I think she should. I haven't really seen her stand-ups too much. Oh, actually, I did see one of them. She's actually really funny. Uh, and I think I might have a little crush on her. So, yeah. Uh, number three is going to be Bird Box. 
Again, Netflix really hit it out the park with that one. That was a really good one. Uh, people talked about that one for months. Uh, number four is Triple Frontier. I liked the action in the movie. I think it could have been a better story, though. Uh, I mean, especially you got all those great actors in the movie. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, Ben Affleck, um, uh, the guy from the new Star Wars movies who plays Poe. I can't remember his name. Ah, what is his name? It, yeah, I mean, and you also got the the guy from The Mandalorian. I got to start remembering these people's names, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of big actors in that movie, and, you know, the action was fantastic. Storyline was a little dry, but uh, still overall, one of their top five movies. Number five... The Lovebirds, starring the beautiful Issa Rae. Uh, you know, hey, can't go wrong with anything she's in. Uh, I love pretty much everything she does. Insecure is one of my favorite shows out right now. Uh, the movie was hilarious. Those two had great chemistry. I wouldn't mind seeing a part two. So, yeah. But uh, I don't have another movie planned for next week. Uh, I don't know, I'm just wing it. Maybe I'll give you all that uh, Weekend at Bernie's episode. Maybe not. Maybe I'll keep the uh, the Jamie Foxx train going and I'll do that uh, any given Sunday. This is a fantastic movie. My name is Willie. Willie Beeman. Uh, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Maybe I'll do the Players Club. Uh, I might not be able to make it all the way through the Players Club, though, without a little... Nah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you know, if you like the podcast, like, listen, share, subscribe. If you don't like it, do that shit too. Help a brother out. And you know, like I said before, if you want to, if you got any recommendations for me for, you know, movies you want to hear me review, go ahead and send those to me. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast and go over one of your favorite movies, let me know. We could do that. Like I said, I'll come link up with you or send you the link. We could do it uh, over the phone, however you want to. Just let me know so I can watch the movie. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Cue the Review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Have a nice weekend, y'all.